those times, based on, you know, just this in- inherent, um, you know, desire to be a part of your community, were you finding things that worked in those mediums that you were able to then contrast it against what you're doing with digital? Or was it always kind of like, man, I don't know if this is working or not? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Sometimes the OEM's idea of what should be done um, is drastically far from what actually should be done. So when I came out with, you know, I do 100% branding and I do television as well. So television is about 45% of my budget, 55% is digital and video. Um, and it's all branding. I don't say a price. I don't have an event. I don't say anything other. What drives everybody to me is that they're going to get a, transform- a, a, a transparent experience and one that's gentle and they can get back to their day. So we, ex- we, we bring that to the marketplace. And the manufacturer was totally against it at the beginning until the numbers. When they saw the numbers change, their eyes opened up. Now, they're not pushing it out to the rest of the body by any means, but they certainly pay my co-op bill. Because um, in, a, in a year like this, we're up 15% over a market that's down 8. 23% market is a pretty good place to be, so they're pretty happy to pay the co-op bill. So um, they're good. Yeah, that, that's where they go. Yeah, we'll just keep our mouth shut yeah, and sit in the corner. They're okay with it. <laughs> and so, Angie, um, you know, from your perspective, from all of the research that Google's doing and all these sorts of things, um, how have you found working um, in automotive? Are our dealers kind of quick to jump on this similar concept to what David's saying about branding and no price advertising and things of that nature? Or is there still some resistance? I think there's actually a lot of resistance to it still. Um, I think one of the things that has been so wonderful about working with David is how open he's been to trying something new, to be willing to innovate and and look at the research and the trends to understand where um, consumers actually are spending their time, which is why he's taken a chance on video and specifically YouTube. But most dealers really aren't doing that yet. Why do you why do you think there's hesitancy? And I mean, this is open to any of us to to answer. What what do you think that hesitancy stems from? I think it's just hard for people to try something new. Um, they're they're worried about taking a chance on something and putting a lot of their budget into a new platform that they're unfamiliar with. Um, they may not trust that they're actually going to reach um, consumers there. Um, so I feel that. It's, it's really just a hesitancy to try something new. But David, you might have some other ideas about that as well. Um, yeah, I think it's exactly that. I mean, when I grew up, there was, a, there, was a, a, there was a dealer playbook. It was written by the guys that for 10s and 20s of years decided this is the way the car business should be written. And it included high impact, high pressure, yelling models and yelling prices at people. And that's just the way they taught you to do it. They said it wasn't going to work unless it was that. And I even succumbed a little bit and being kind of an ethically centered dealer put me in a unique position because I'm out there yelling true prices with it, that everybody can achieve that every, at 289 a month. But it was a real 289 for 50 cars in my inventory against a guy at $99 uh, that had one car and, you know, and, and you need $10,000 and the like. You can understand that. So um, that was a difficult place to be. And when I went completely transparent with the client, with the, the, the customer, um, we really started to resonate at home. It's much, much, much more effective. And luckily for me, competitively, nobody else is doing it. Hey, 
Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of this little nugget of an episode of the Dealer Playbook podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the full episode, head on over to thedealerplaybook.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. That way you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. You can also stay up to date with everything DPB by connecting with me over on the Facebook page. All you have to do is search for The Dealer Playbook and then click like or follow. And then, of course, I'd love if you connect with me over on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Michael Cirillo. Now stay tuned because in another couple of days, I'm going to hit you with another full episode of The Dealer Playbook podcast. <laughs>